the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. We are. Here we are. We're live. Oh, here we are. We're here. That's hey, awesome. look at hey, us. Cool. Um, so there you uh, are. There you are. Party. We people. just got out of a legal meeting. We did. And so that's good. And we're uh, here. Our first. You'll be. It was our first legal <laughs> meeting. I think we. I think we acquitted ourselves well. It was. We did. It was a barely <laughs> legal meeting. Oh, um, girl. So. Here's what we're doing, people. You'll be happy to hear this. We were formalizing the rules, regulations yes. for well-being brewing. Yes, well-being brewing. Over there on the, I think it'll be the left of your screen, represented yep. by the founder, owner, yep. uh, not just a member. He's the, he's the owner. Or not just the That's owner, right. he's a member. I'm a member, um, exactly. And look at my hair. Right. Hey. Um, <laughs> to give away. F- it also restores hair growth. <laughs> Little known fact: Give away a non-alcoholic beer for yep, in- yep. Uh, well, I suppose we didn't figure out the, if there's an end date or what. We'll figure that out. So let's start with one week. This week, yeah, one week. Here's what's going to happen. At the end of the show, we'll give you a hashtag. You need to ta- tweet with at Wellbeing Brewing with hashtag Since Right Now hashtag Wellbeing and the hashtag from the show. For your chance yep. to be entered in a drawing to win that week's yep. six pack, simple. Yep, it's yep. And enter um, for your chance to win yep. six 12 ounce or is it? Uh, are these going to be bottles? Are they going to be cans? What are we? What are we doing here? They're Jeff? definitely going to be cans. But okay, our IPA and our Victory Week come in four packs, so maybe some weeks it'll be a four pack. But we'll start with the six pack just because that's better. Yeah. Just because everyone yeah. understands conceptually a six pack. And we'll just say we're going to give away the golden wheat this week. We got a sixy. Perfect. It's going to be fresh and it's coming your way. That's I love it. Speak. Sixy. You heard it here first. A six yeah. Pack. A sixy. <laughs> it makes sense because you could say Joe six pack, but right. when you say Joe four pack, yeah. that, oh. guy's a, that guy's a douchebag. Yeah. Totally. He rides a vintage bicycle. Joe, really Joe four pack. We could, in a marketing term, we could do an hour of research on the difference between Joe six pack. And Joe Four Pack, uh, they're different people, and you know. Oh yeah, totally. we could create so. a two-hour uh, feature film. We really could. All right, well, I'm excited. Drink, what are you drinking, Jeffrey? Is that a, uh, got a Arnold, Arnold Palmer? Palmer? Yeah, I just wow. went back. I got old school tonight. I'm like, it's summer. I'm going a little AP. Let's do it. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, that's good. We're off and running. We're off and running. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a, a Boy, ticket at the bottom. Maybe one of these, I'll figure out during the course of the show, uh, maybe how to put some of those uh, rules up there. And we'll the I'll put the uh, I'll put the hashtags up there that you need to tweet at Wellbeing. What's your Twitter handle? Yeah. Jeff, Wellbeing? Um, it's, I think it's Wellbeing Brew. Let's figure that out by the end of the show. Okay. No, we'll, I'm going to we'll figure that out. get our production staff on it. Wellbeing okay. Brew. 
Is that? Do you know that? I I believe you're right. I do follow you. Okay. So oh, good. The um, I I trademark tag taglines left and right, as we all know. There's some of them scrolling across the bottom, as you watch. So tonight I, I coined a new one. Um, the recovery podcast that's not afraid to tell you to fuck off and listen to a different recovery podcast if you don't like it. I um, I read oh, that. I read that. And <laughs> that's like awesome. And that what prompted that is um, I'm really I, I was telling the guys before the show started. Uh, audience, I, I'm leaning into uh, resentments and and anger um, because I. Yeah. My revelation before last week's show and during last week's show was that I'm not beholden to the framing of recovery established by uh, XA groups and the 12 steps. Yeah. Like the notion yeah. of resentments, while it, sure, it's, it's, it's valuable and I appreciate the value, the people that do operate under those their, and, and, and manage their recovery using those principles or take what they need and leave the rest, um, that... Uh, I don't even know if I call the things that I that I feel uh, and uh, that I even recognize them as resentments, but I, I do know that I bristle when I have it thrown in my face that some something I'm doing is either seems resentful or angry, um, when in fact yes. it just may be something I'm feeling, you know, and I'm entitled to my feelings, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. And, and, certainly- and you and you because the recovery community comes after you and said you have a problem if you have anger or resentments, right? You're not yeah. dealing with something. That's right. basically what pisses you off. You're like, why are you, what the fuck? Like somehow this is a, you're broken if you, oh, you're not dealing with your anger or your resentment. That's what it right, happens, right? right? There so, are other ways to mitigate these things and maybe mitigation isn't even your aim. Right. Some people use anger as fuel right. <laughs> for any number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, as soon as you feel anger and resentment, if, if your gut instinct is douse it, hmm. you know, eradicate yeah. it um i don't know i don't know i mean and 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 they're they're very broad terms to anger that's a spectrum you know mm-hmm. um so i don't know yeah right absolutely and i'm th- i'm just thinking about so many of the things happening in the world today too uh specifically as it relates to um you know inequity and institutionalized and systemic, you know, racism, not to mention, you know, sexism and homophobia and all those things, the change made in those areas, I don't think would occur without a measure of resentment and certainly not without a measure of anger. Um, Oh yeah. Anger directed in a construct. Well, it, it just both a destructive and a constructive way. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, and, and <laughs> so what, what, what reignited this, this thinking in me are a couple of things. One, I'm working on a, a project at work and I, I came across, across a, a quote by Picasso that, um, I was familiar with, but was glad to have it reminded of me is like every act of creation is first an act of destruction, which sort of spoke to me, um, and uh, the other is I was going through because I, we asked uh, last week and I've, I've, I think I've put it in this uh, crawl at the bottom now uh, to rate us on iTunes. So I went and I, I thought I'd take a look and see if we had any new ones. And there was one uh, 
one of our, our lower starred ratings, I think it was two stars, which I'm surprised we got two out of this one. But um, <laughs> it said uh, something like how fortunate I was to my first episode to be one where all you're talking about is politics and how you you know disagree with the current administration. I thought recovery was, wasn't supposed to be about politics. And I'm like, how could you possibly, like what gives you the idea about what current recovery is supposed to be about? I'm like, this, first of all, this is, excuse me, guys, this is my fucking show. It's about whatever I want it to be about, um, you know, ours. Right. But, uh, and second of all, I'm like, you know, we spent a long time, and I certainly w- was guilty of this, of not wanting to alienate anyone for any, of any segment, because I, I tr- and I still genuinely feel like recovery does tr- Trump, excuse the use of that verb, a lot of other things in a sense that I'm willing to help, but not at the expense of what I believe. Um, and, uh, and you know, it reminded me too of uh, early on when I started this, part of, before, maybe before we started this, um, I remember my family who had confided in me and then I sort of shared with the rest of the family, like, this person needs help. Um, got all pissed off at me and said, I thought it, I thought, or like, whatever happened to anonymity? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I don't know, but that's not, that doesn't have nothing to do with me. <laughs> you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So did the, but did the anonymity thing happen this week too? No, no, no. That was, this was episode. years ago. Like when, right, I think before this started, I think it was right before <laughs> this started. Um, because I had essentially outed this person to yeah. the rest of my family, and they're like, "What about anonymity?" And I, you know, certainly looking back, I realized anonymity they're, they're, might. Well, they conflated twelve-step methodology modality with what it means to do anything in terms of sobriety or recovery, which is it's just not, I, you know, as we've all learned yeah. over the. It's not the the sole sole way to operate. I think there's a difference between keeping a secret and anonymity. I think those are completely different concepts. Hmm. And it when you when this was shared with you, if the intent was please don't share this with other people, then I think you need to say that. You know what I mean? I think there was just it was uh, ascribed the anonymity was kind of misinterpreted and ascribed automatically to this conversation yeah. because it was about substance abuse or alcoholism. It automatically had to be anonymous, which mm-hmm. is a, it's a different animal. Anonymous is like a social mm-hmm. construct. It's not, you know, it's a, a familial thing. There's no anonymity in a family, right. you know, um, there's certainly secrecy, but you know, be like, oh, that I we don't know who that person is sitting at the dinner table. I couldn't begin to tell you. I've never seen him. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Not really. Um, um, I, I, but it's anyway. Going back to that first point you made of somebody on iTunes coming into that first cast, and it's probably within the last month where we had yeah. that a pretty political podcast, and it was interesting because I think. Looking back on that, if that was your first time trying our show, uh, yeah. and that was that was a night, but to me it's like 
and I don't know, but if you're in recovery and we're all dealing with politics, no matter what side of the aisle you're mm-hmm. on, it seems like we're in the most political time I can certainly remember mm-hmm. in my lifetime where we're all locked indoors. There's fear coming at us from every angle. And I think, and I think acknowledging that, especially that week, it was, it was the week of, uh, you know, the explosion of the Black Lives Matters movement. And we were all shaken. I mean, mm. everyone was shaken. And it was sort oh, of like yeah. uh, trying trying to get through that, just like getting that out, talking about it so we don't have anger and resentments that carry on and we don't drink over it. I mean, those are all real things, I think. And I, I do, yeah, like the first time you come in, it's like, where's the recovery part of this show? But I do think a lot of the show has always been three guys talking about things that mm. make them anger and resentful mm. and getting it off their chest. And that's... Mm. That is the program. I mean, in many, many ways. Yeah. You know, so, right. so, yeah, yeah I, I, it was it was a strange week. If that was your first time, come back. <laughs> but yeah, or the, don't. The world was talking about that. I mean, it was on every podcast. There was every podcast I listened to that week. No matter what the you know all mm. the sports ones I listened to that week, you had to talk about it. There was nothing else going on. Like it was the conversation. Right. To ignore it would be absurd. Yeah. That's the exactly. the, the first point, and the second point is yeah. yeah. When when have you ever listened to one episode of a podcast to make up your mind right. about said podcast? Yeah, yeah. You just have shitty podcast <laughs> listening skills. Right. If you're like, oh, what are there? Oh, 200? More than 200? Well, so this is one half well, we, of one cent. You still got two uh, stars. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. You know our, our, worst, <laughs> yeah, our worst review ever and our, our worst... Our worst rating ever is a one-star review from somebody that says in the review that they only listened to the tw- like 20 minutes of it, um, 20 minutes of one episode. So, you know. All right. We, I think we've had 20-minute stretches where, you yeah. know, a star. That's so, cool. Yeah, that's... <laughs> we've had one-star 20-minute stretches <laughs> yeah. for sure. Oh, wow, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not saying the, re- <laughs> not the rating's not inappropriate for that twenty those 20 minutes, but... Yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I'd say you could graph an episode you yeah. know, throughout the spectrum of letters. Oh, sure. From yeah. A all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Someday, I remember there was there was one there was somebody who at one point, and I knew it was too good to be true. And I'm not disparaging them because it's it's it would be a, a thankless hellish job, and I've tried to do it myself, and it was thankless and hellish. Um, but to uh, catalog. Um, and add show notes for every show. You know, I started out trying to do that as I was publishing yeah, yeah, them, yeah. and it's just not fun. Um, yeah. You know, that's why you have interns but, <laughs> um, and production assistants in real mm-hmm. jobs. But, um, you know, somebody had offered to do that back when we had like you know, 150 shows or something or 100. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm just like, really? You want to do that? I'm like, I'm not going to pay you. Probably won't even thank you. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you know, it's like that would be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, yeah. But uh, what was my point? Oh, it'd be awesome to have that someday. You know, it's like some historian years from now realizes that uh, this little, uh, some recovery historian, like, yeah, uh, a wiki. A wiki you know? that'd be interesting. Uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I'll start a wiki. Some sort of. Uh, Simple organizing little reference tool. Well, um, then the community some could good, good podcast, and then the community could maintain it. But okay, mm. here here's my question to you, Chris. When you when you started this topic, it was 
because a couple weeks ago you had this same sort of anger and resentment towards the 12 steps mm. about some conversation on Twitter when someone said, oh, you need to go do a step. And it was sort of this out, this way that this person could shut right. down the conversation and walk away. I'm not angry at the steps. Sure. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But it's, and I want to like get this right, but it's like the way people in recovery can use that, uh, uh, oh, you're, Take they they're basically taking your inventory right. and then <clears throat> shutting down a conversation by using something and then they're done. Hmm. And so the whole thing seems unfair and kind of bullshitty. It's like, oh, that's just a bullshit move. Like, oh, you need to go do a four step mm-hmm. because you just well, said right. whatever you said or whatever you don't. But it's that's very, really right. it's very much claiming the country of recovery and sobriety with a flag of yeah. twelve steps flag when in fact all of this land does not belong to. Uh, the the twelve steps, the land of recovery and sobriety belongs to so many different, uh, you know, uh, sovereign nations, you know, of different sure. different yeah, beliefs yeah. Um, yeah. that you can't just wander into my little, uh, you know, island and stamp your twelve step flag and say, you know, this, yeah. you know, speak, especially speak English here in America, kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not, and I don't have to. You know what I mean? I'm not. That's right, not where right, I am, right. and I don't have to speak mm-hmm. that language. Um, yeah. And uh, is is yeah. So, and I think that's what's a little. Um, so again, I'm not mad at the twelve steps. I'm mad at its um, misuse as a yes. policing tool, and lazily. Right. It's usually it's always lazily used. I think by the people that yeah. use it that way. Um, yeah, that's well it, said. That's, that's right. Like any any uh, policing tool, if someone were to say you need to go to confession or you need to go do a rosary, you yeah. know, it's the, I, I think that it's kind of an isotope of that. Here's the belief system. Here are my coping mechanisms. Here, here's how I function. I'm I'm gonna ascribe it to you and say you need to function in the same manner. Right. Um, which but it, it's which funny because it's uh, yeah agreed agreed it is bullshit yeah and we have spent a lot of time on this show talking about anger and resentment and we all know yeah. it's not sure, good for us sure. so it's not even the anger and resentment it's just someone dismissing what we're saying with some flippant taking our inventory and saying oh you need to you're obviously you're not doing this right you know and that's mm. just that is kind of bullshitty just yeah, cheap. Yeah. And, and taking your inventory. Oddly enough, is a very programmy term. Totally for exactly what you're describing. It's like it happens so much that yeah. even the AA community has a term for it, and it's taking someone's inventory. Mm-hmm. So it is, and, uh, and yeah, and it's like the thing that you're never. That's like the first thing they tell you: don't do that. Don't ever do that with anyone. You have no idea. Right. <laughs> don't do that. Stop don't doing. Don't walk that. in and say you're an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. You know. Yeah. And pet. Patrick's uh, built on the, the metaphor that I think I, I like. It's uh, mad at the missionaries, not at the religion, which is pretty much the case. Um, Ooh. Because yeah. even in, in speaking of actual, you know, established religion, I, I'm never particularly, I, I'm never mad at, at, at the religion or its tenets necessarily, but um, absolutely at being... Uh, you know, evangelicism and proselytizing and, um, you know, a missionary getting up in my grill about something in general. But, you know, it's like, again, yeah. 
about, about, about anything, I think yeah. it's safe to say, you know? Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, the most aggressively I was ever uh, missionaried <laughs> was uh, uh, <laughs> on, uh, I use that term that in sounds- its... That sounds awesome. I use that. I use that Most term in its wow. original sense. Was coming back from a hellish, absolutely hellish, nightmarish bender, like in the most fragile, um, hungover, coming down after after days of cocaine usage from Miami on a plane and had a, a, a literal howdy doody doppelganger sit down next to me while I'm just a shaking, miserable mm. wreck of a human, um, just wishing I could crawl out of my own skin and disappear. Um, I was so miserable and just started trying to, you know, give it to Chit-chat. me. Uh, you know, with a, a smile on his face, uh, and I uh, just—it uh, was—it was painful. Anyway, so that's <laughs> that's where it ties in with religion and uh, the final you, throws. You down seeing uh, Kelly. I was you down seeing Kelly partying with Kelly. I was. It was. It was brutal. It was rough. You know, it is, but but it's fortunate it got you when you weren't under the influence. Mm-hmm. Like on the flip side of it, um, because I, I I've been prophesied not by religious people, but uh, one of my former co-workers, I was out of town uh, in Detroit, and he lived in Detroit. He worked in our Detroit office, invited me over to his house for dinner. He and his wife cooked me a lovely meal, get me completely blind hammered on wine, get me stoned. <laughs> and then at the 11th hour, they spring on me. You've got to rescue a greyhound. You've got to adopt a greyhound. Greyhound. All of a sudden, there are greyhounds. They have three of them that were in the yard like for the whole night or now in their house. They're taking out this full-color book of fucking adoptable greyhounds, basically saying, we're not driving you back to your hotel unless you sign That's hilarious. the promise that a week from Saturday, you're going to adopt a fucking greyhound. So, of course, I sign. I'm, I will do whatever I have to to go, you know, get out yeah. of here. And... Uh, yeah, woke you, up like, oh, uh, uh, fuck, I have to get out of this greyhound. Sex, did you have sex with the greyhound? Is that where this is going to end? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I woke up and there was I a woke greyhound, up and there was a greyhound <laughs> next to me. What the hell? And, and it was smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Oh my god, that is that's uh, like a weird that's like a weird fever dream. Like you can't make that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> well, when and you guys, you've all been, and when you're in an inebriated state, you know, you've made friends that you never would make and never should make, oh, yeah. you know, and have no right making, um, and just all sorts of bizarre connections with people that, uh, I don't know, I just, it's ill-advised shit every single time. That's awesome. Uh, that is yeah. an awesome story. That's an awesome story. <laughs> all right. So, hey, so angers and resentments. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, man. No, no. Obviously, I don't have a greyhound, so, you know. It worked uh, out. I got out of it. And, uh, yeah, take that he had some anger and resentment. Yeah. We had to, you know, keep working together. And he'd be like, man, I wish, like, what the fuck? Why did you go back on your word, man? Like, my <laughs> wife's really upset. <laughs> Madeline's really upset, Matt. Jeez. You know, we took you into our home. 
Did they? Um, so they they were greyhound breeders, which is already sounds dodgy. That yeah. just sounds dodgy. Uh, no. even start. rescuers. And you know, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, that there are dog tracks. Dog racing is still a thing in this country. And True. when retired dog track dogs, you know, when they're done, they probably get put under, mm-hmm. or they get lucky and end up in suburban Detroit. You know, running all over, uh, <laughs> licking me. <laughs> Running up and down eight mile. Uh, yeah, that's, that's funny. But you, that's that's a good topic, guys. Hmm. I know that's a. I said I pulled this way off topic, and as I no. was saying it, I realized well, there's no topic. Story. No, I think we we're talking about how Have you we get. Ever had, we get in situations where uh, there's no way out. <laughs> we get ourselves in those situations. I. Yeah. And did you ever, and drugs would do that too, like if you were, I had a tendency to travel a lot for work, stay in hotels, and then drink by myself in that hotel's bar. And a lot of the times they were kind of upscale hotels, so you would kind of befriend other ne'er-do-wells mm. in that hotel. And, yeah. you know, I uh, drugs will make you go up into someone's hotel room with a complete <laughs> stranger yeah. who you've known for 50 15 seconds, right. you will yeah. get on an elevator and go in a room with this person. Give me a goddamn break. I, I ended up at, like, at someone's... Go ahead. Sorry. That's funny. Well, that's oh. the classy version. I ended up in someone's trailer in the middle of the woods that I had met uh, hitchhiking, <laughs> doing uh, smoking crack uh, that we had just uh, robbed from somebody at a, a gas station. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is, this is wow. a good story. I, I would hear this story. Let's let's that's a good like, one. Let's break for that uh, story break. That's a good. So I mean, I feel like the telling. Uh, well, all right. So you know, the east side of uh, St. Louis. It's actually in Illinois. For those that don't know, and it's yeah. the it's just confusing. It is confusing. right. I know it's confusing. Um, really? It's across the river, uh, and that's where the, the all their clubs of varying stripes dance. Clubs, bars, music venues, strip clubs. There are all these big warehousey clubs that are open uh, basically until the sun comes up uh, after yeah, the clubs in St. Louis close. Um, and so I used to end up there with over what seems like an extended period of time of my life. But uh, at a certain point when I stopped going with a bunch of people, I would go on my own or maybe with one or two other people who I would then also outlast and like, no, no, you go ahead. I would on multiple occasions spend all of my money. So I would not have any money for a cab back. Mm -hmm. And in one of the two most memorable times, this is there are two one. I, because the first time I was, I thought it would be shameful to have to, I'm like, well, I guess I got to walk back and from the East side to St. Louis and then call, you know, whatever, find somebody to come get me or something. Um, And I thought I would go along the outside edge of the bridge over the mighty Mississippi, the biggest river in the United States, um, hanging off the edge of the bridge. And so I... And it's... It's three highways, three major it's three highways. use that bridge. It's yeah. not like Acro- it's a small Across bridge. the Mississippi. No, 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 no. I, yes. I, I, hand, you know, I hand over hand and, and, and slid out one time to the point where I was well over the ground, but I still hadn't gotten to the river. And by the point I got to the river, I was probably, I don't know what you are, like 50 feet in the air, hanging up, drunk off the side of the, that bridge. And I thought, 
and I look, I'm like, yeah, that's a long ass way. And so I, I slowly like hand in hand my way back over. And that time I, I did walk all the way across the bridge uh, and got somewhere downtown, like a hotel downtown. And used a, somehow I had enough, I guess I had changed a call, somebody that came pick me up. Um, so you walked across the bridge. I walked across the bridge. Which, uh, that doesn't seem very safe. No, but anyway, well, it wasn't. Well, then no. the other time, I only other like... time I remember doing this is I was walking across hitchhiking. I don't even know if I was actually hitchhiking, but a little red pickup stopped, asked me if I wanted to ride. I said sure, as one does uh, at you know whatever five in the morning or four in yeah. the morning uh, while you're walking across a bridge, um, and uh, got in. You know, some probably some version of conversation of you know. You like to party, um, you know, <laughs> like who doesn't? You know, it's a pretty safe bet that the guy walking across the bridge at five in the morning with dreadlocks really likes to party. Likes to yeah. party. Um, oh no, not and, for me. not for me. <laughs> no sir, Mister. So you know, it's like some version of like, hey, we got to, you know, okay, let's go pick something up. And we went to some gas station on the near north side, and he said something about get ready. There's a gun in the glove compartment. Just get it out and just get it out and hold it. And there was like a little snub-nosed revolver. Um, so you did. And so I, I, I'm like, I open it, you know, get it out. This is when I was, yeah, you know, whatever. It's the time when I was up for anything. And uh, mm-hmm. so I get it out, and he, he, the uh, guy comes up to the window, and he and he gets and he grabs the the crack out of the guy's hand or something and just sort of looks at me and I'm just sitting there with the holding this gun that he told me to hold and uh, I didn't point it at anybody um, statue of limitations over right how old am I yeah oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you're nothing totally happened so when also we, were, we just robbed somebody of some no, crack no rats watching um, right but uh, and uh, and then we took that was me dude we just, you robbed my crack and we just tore off out of there <laughs> and then you know the next thing I know we're at a trailer and I wrote part of this story and I posted it on the site too. Um, we're a trailer in the, I have nowhere, I have no idea where I was. Uh, uh, literally a, a ramshackle mobile home in the middle of nowhere, smoking Greg. <laughs> um, Do you remember how you got home from that one? Oh, and you know what? The good part is uh, the next day I was supposed to be moving out of an apartment that I had friends coming over to help me move out of. Gosh. And they all showed up. And uh, we're our- they all showed up. And you weren't there. They all showed up and moved me out. Um, those are friends. Oh. Um, are Tim, Tim Fleming part of that crew? N- no, okay. I don't think so. Who your friends were? That's real friends. I man. wonder who they are too. Oh yeah, I can't remember. And you know, two two, two things. That story is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Two things about it: the two universal tenants. Mm that I always hear one, you were alone. And, and at some point we just can't party with anyone else anymore. Right. At some point it's just either they <laughs> abandon us or I almost felt like for efficiency's sake, like I got to do this right. my way. Right. You oh, know? Absolutely. Um, so you end up, <laughs> yeah. You always end up flying solo, uh, without question. Yeah. That's funny. Um, and, and there was another one and now I can't remember what the hell That's it funny. was. You outpartied your coverage, man. That's when you party yeah. so hard. You can't party with anyone else because they're just going to slow you down, get in your way. Just they're going to fuck with you. You just do not need it. That's funny. Absolutely, party alone. <laughs> yeah. But you're you're at the bar. I mean, yeah. isn't it? It's just crazy to think about going alone 
to the east side. I mean, you know, I guess when you're at that age and doing what we're doing, it makes total sense. It just sounds so crazy now, right? Yeah, it sounds really crazy. Um, Lynn says Chris has some scary old-time stories. You know, the reality is in ret- they're scarier now. Like at the time, not scary. In retrospect, what's terrifying about them is, um, you know, it's only by super dumb luck that I'm not dead or in prison. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's it. There is no good reason I'm not either of those things or both. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that could be said of all three of yeah. us and probably the the vast majority of the people listening or watching. Right. No, that's yeah. true. Uh, no, I know. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, no, I just, it, it almost seems like in defiance of nature, in defiance of odds, you know, we, we kind of squeak through. Um, because there, I can think of a couple of times where I, I look back and I shudder because yeah. of just the sheer, sheer negligence. Like yeah. I have a railing climbing thing that I think about and just, mm-hmm. you know, I, my stomach drops every time. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's know. so true. Those, those moments where, you know, you all, even drunk, I can remember <laughs> moments like that where you're just wasted. And I can remember having the clarity to remember like I almost died there yeah. I almost stepped right. off this this yeah. thing and fell a hundred feet to my death mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can mm-hmm. shudder yeah. thinking mm-hmm. back at those moments almost falling off roofs and shit where you're just yeah one step going the other way uh, death yeah. and just being all super wasted and even the dumb <laughs> shit like what I just laughed about when you were talking about this just by I I remember when I the year I turned 21 I bought somebody underage alcohol that got so drunk they jumped out of their second, well, it wasn't second story, but it was two floors above the roof of a science lab on Washu campus, Our dorm, his dorm room was. He jumped yeah. off his deck to try to jump onto the roof, and he missed, and there was a skylight in the thing, and he crashed through the skylight and landed in a lab. Oh, my God. <laughs> landed my. in a lab. He didn't wrap me out, thankfully, as the person who bought So he lived. He lived, he and lived. he was fine. Okay. But... Okay. The thinking about, you know, that's not the way to, to you know, to spend your turning 21 capital, like, boom, right out of the gate, and you're, like, right, whatever, right. Uh, up on charges because you killed someone for buying them alcohol underage. Um, <laughs> Did um, he, uh, by any chance, turn into a superhero? I wish. Because that kind of sounds yeah. like an origin story, like he fell through the laboratory yeah. skylight. And... That's funny. That's uh yeah. Oh, you know what? I do remember the other uh, the other thing in regards to your story, Chris, was uh, the splendid timing that we all possess. Like you had to move the next day. Right. Of all the times you should not be getting tight with some crackhead in the woods. That would be a good, you know. Yeah. Um, it just seems like the bigger the life moment, the more I was to completely screw the pooch and fuck it up yeah know? it's yeah. all avoidance right and uh yeah like it wasn't a pleasant move there was there was not a, a there wasn't a good reason why i was having to do it um you know and uh it's fucking it up but uh let's see stories make me sad for the person trapped inside all that time suffering yeah i mean all of us right and we were all at some point I guess as to Matt's point, everybody listening at some point 
has this person dealing with unbearable pain, trauma, shame, uh, that is just doing all these incredibly dumb shit even, and it doesn't have to be um, extravagant, stupid like you know like hopping in a hitchhiking across a river in the middle of the night just everything at that level it's all equal in a sense like whatever you're doing that is self-inflicted pain and adding Mm -hmm. to your own Mm -hmm. drama um it's it doesn't matter what it is it's all you know it's all out of the same place right um Mm -hmm. it's crazy absolutely even even the, the the way we ingest the substances themselves, you yeah. know, like I think uh, to the amount that, that a lot of us had, that's you're endangering your life every single day, you know, um, just the sheer act of staying fucked up is taking a, a huge risk. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't have to be teetering over, you know, I mean, it could just be a Wednesday because <laughs> yeah. you never knew what was going right. to happen. You never knew it when you woke up. You weren't like, mm, it's going to be a crack-smoking day, you know? Mm. Like, you just, uh, <laughs> very, you may end up there. I, you know, I, I remember, I never knew when, when I was going to do what drug or what was going to lead me there. It was, uh, as funny. you said, Chris, when you were just up for whatever, um, that's a scary point to be at, yeah. too, where you just, your hands are completely off the wheel. Right. And uh, just... Yeah, the uh, terrifying there's, stuff. There's a new Netflix uh, series on. I think it's, every single one of them is on the business of drugs or something like right. that. That's yeah. what it's called. Oh, yeah. And the second episode, I think, or anyway, episode was all about uh, the medical, all that stuff you used, Matt. The I don't know oh. what it, it's research chemical. Yeah, all that stuff. And and uh-huh. <laughs> talk about a frightening hmm. industry of. They would, you know, make something illegal, and then the chemist would change it just slightly, put it back out there, and it was, it was, it's like homemade marijuana or, or synthetic marijuana, but right. it's not really marijuana. I don't know what it is. It may smoke like it or whatever, but, and then they show how they cut it and process it, and by the time any of it gets to you, it's like, it, you literally are taking your life in your own hands as far as what what is it? Oh. Drug. It's just like you have no fucking idea. What? What? No one's. Te- they have no idea. It's. It's crazy to think about it. how many things go wrong. How many people, it, it, you know, get fucked up. That seriously fucked up on that. That terrifies me more than anything in my past. My when yeah. the research chemicals really scare me. And what they do is they'll take. There's this plant called Damiana, and Damiana. it it, it kind of looks like it kind of looks like pot. You know, yeah. it's just like a shredded fine weed. And yeah. they they mix the chemicals with uh, alcohol, spray them yeah. on the herbs. The yeah. alcohol evaporates, and then and that and it's like, yeah, and all kinds of solvents. It's not just alcohol. So no. you, there's the solvent they're using. There's the chemical itself. There's the yeah. plant. It's like yeah, it's you a, don't know they, what the fuck. So they, many yeah. variables. I know. It's like oh, you get any weed, and then you spray it, and then they're like, yeah, if you spray it three times bad things are going to happen to people. Like they're going to go psychotic. If you just spray it two times, they'll be okay. <laughs> That's literally right. what the guy's saying. It's the difference between one spray and two sprays. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> That's, that's cool. Like, Oh man. It's, it's oh, nasty. God. That's crazy. So many ways to get. In so trouble. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start starting next show. You guys got to jump in the comment section because, um, okay. Only it. because, so, 
we, we actually, I think this is the first time anybody actually uh, posed it in a very polite, effective way. Just question. Uh, did you recognize that stuff as risky behavior at the time? And I like that. It's cool to have that. And, uh, yeah. and, and Lynn, the mayor, um, using her power for good, said, good question, please respond, um, which is exactly right. We should, we should, because I, I do appreciate getting a question like that. Yep. Um, yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. When, like, when we're doing all that shit, whether it's the actual substance, when you're doing whatever you did with bath salts, did you know how risky it was? Yeah. Uh, no. And honestly, I felt as if I had somehow beaten the system or mm. cracked the code because this was something that I had bought. You know, e- e- this was over 10 years ago. So, like, legal uh, pot wasn't even a, really a thing. It was the California medical. But so, anyway, the idea that I was entering into a retail establishment, purchasing something over the counter that came with a receipt. I'm paying tax on it. It has yeah. branding on the package. And that would get me higher than cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I felt like, fuck, yeah. this is a perfect crime because in my mind's eye, <laughs> I think somehow naively I trusted that somehow, and it's so naive of me and so insipid and stupid to think this way, but I thought that somehow all that structural support legitimized it because it was on a shelf, because it came in a box, it was shipped, it was mm-hmm. it, it was a product, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, and and uh, it, it just, I think there's a presumptive, there's some kind of presumption of quality control mm. or nobody would deliberately <laughs> put something that kills you in yeah. a package, right? Yeah. It's just so fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. No, I didn't really think that way until I really got strung out. Yeah. When I was super addicted, that was the point where it's, I said, okay. This stuff is really dangerous yeah. um, because it's affecting me in a way that is not, you know, and, nothing normal about it. And I think from a behavior standpoint, I mean, the substances, I definitely did not consider them. I, I didn't think of them as r- risky um, until very, to very, you know, very much the end. Um, and the behaviors, like, I, I didn't think that way. I think, you know, I had this weird... Um, not weird. I, you know, I, I had this this sense of of drama, and I definitely romanticized being, uh, you know, whatever it was like, sort of the edgy, dark, you know, sort of uh, staring down danger, death. Mm-hmm. You know, it's romantic uh, for sure. I, I think you know, I, yeah, oh, I, I, absolutely. I embraced. I certainly embraced all of that. You know, even. You know, I just when I think about like that, uh, you know, sliding, you know, walking along the edge of the whatever the name of that bridge is over the, the Mississippi, and how dumb and incredibly Poplar. dangerous that was—the Poplar Street Bridge. Poplar Street. Like, um, you know, I, I would have just been another, you know, body that washed up hundreds of miles away, probably, and then taken them a while to figure out where mm-hmm. I was. You know, I would have yeah. been a missing person for a while, and. uh in retrospect, sure, it's terrifying, and you know there are other things like I was it, present at a uh, a DEA raid, <laughs> raid um, and uh, somehow again just dumb luck miraculously was just like he's you know we don't need him 
um, and uh, just let go. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and um, you know, I think about that. Um, I think it's funny. I think I look back on that and I was, you know, when you're a young male, at least for me, I felt indestructible all the exactly. time. And I felt yeah. like I wanted to find risky shit to do and push it as far as possible. And I wonder if I kept using it into my 30s, if that would have changed, if I would have seen all this stuff as risk, you know, like, fuck, I can't believe I'm doing this kind of thing. But at the age that I was, I was like, I never thought of it as risky. <laughs> But it was yeah. exciting. Or just you're trying to, I think. In a stupid yeah, just, way. <clears throat> stupid way. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just being a dumb, you know, young and stupid or if that's the alcohol and drugs or both. a little, probably a little yeah. bit of both. <laughs> well, as someone, as someone who did a little bit more of uh, living old and stupid than you, than you guys mm. did, you know, I can say it, it, the that's thing true. that amazes me is it's uh, your standards once you lower them, mm. it's amazing how oh, yeah. uh, quickly you normalize behavior. Mm. Like, like uh, it, you don't think of it as inherently dangerous because it's just become okay with you. Like, do you remember, yeah. oh, I'm not going to do cocaine. I'm sure we all mm. thought that at some point. And then sure. it, you, you stigmatize it and, oh, it's a big deal. And then you do it. Yeah. And then that's what you do. Mm. And a couple weeks later, you think, oh, th- there was a time when I... This, I don't know. It just becomes normal. You can normalize mm. any behavior, and my my standards just get lower. I keep moving mm-hmm. the bar, and uh, so it's not even risk. It's like you're just lowering your standards. There's risk in it all. You're just like you just don't give a fuck anymore. It's the addiction, it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You just but, you don't think of it that way. But also, just, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead, please. Well, I'm just saying when you're in the midst of it at a certain stage, when you're on the the the. <laughs> the upward trajectory of what is ultimately a downward path. Um, it, it's not lowering. You feel like you're uh, elevating your your sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like outsider, rebel, edgy, tough, cool. You know, it's all those things like when I was telling you about a coworker that said, oh, I'm vanilla. I never did really did drugs. I'm like, <laughs> there's this strange sense that it's the, the edgy, re- cool, rebel yeah, yeah. that did all the different drugs and that's just bullshit ultimately it's just dumb um you know what i mean but at the t- point you're going this way when things are still looking up for you in a sense you don't feel like you're lowering your standards when you're doing all these cra- all this crazy shit right you feel like you're you're adding to some sort of weird uh i don't know there's a myth. A, there is a mythos, mythos to it. Yeah. I think you, this, yeah. you have a kind of self-perpetuating mythology, uh, it, depending on what you're chasing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely in my twenties had that indestructibility that followed yeah. me in a different way in my thirties, mm-hmm. where you know, when I was in a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble in my late thirties, I can remember sitting in a cafe with uh, Morgan, you know, our buddy Morgan, mm-hmm. yeah, and saying you know what told me my whole life that there are no special set of rules there's only one set of rules that's not there are special sets of rules like i you know what i was basically saying i don't need to do the things other people do um which is the most (laughs) arrogant asinine fucking but i you know i was uh i'd got so much shit Mm. yeah uh, just like you said, Chris, just through sheer happenstance or maybe mm-hmm. uh, 
You have a likability factor, White. Glarner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah. What, whatever it is, yeah. whatever yeah. our superpowers right. are, yeah. definitely we're using them. Charisma, evil. charm, uh, yeah, all that stuff that you can lie your way to anything. Look people in the eye and just tell them exactly what you they want to hear in the sure. most believable way mm-hmm. under the planet and then do exactly what you want to do the second you walk out of the mm-hmm. room. That's a special superpower. You have you yeah. have a lot of that. Matt Glarner has a lot of that, man. <laughs> oh, I do. I, I when I took that psychology profile at my last employer, uh, it was really a mess. Mm. Um, it really a mess. I, I don't know if your if your wife, my wife, Chris ever Chris mentioned Chris Chris's uh, wife. I. They made every employee take it. I took it. Then the person who administered the oh. test actually visited our office. Uh, and was like, you have one person here who I don't think he was taking this seriously. This is almost like uh, basically almost sociopathic. Every indication is he's going to tell you whatever he needs to make you believe you're right. And then he's going to do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> like he has no regard. And uh, so they, they take the test again while this guy was there. Uh, and, you know, they said uh, my, my boss was like, he encouraged Matt. He encouraged you to really take your time with it. Okay, this is a joke. Really take it seriously. And I did it again. And they're like, "Oh, fuck you! You have the exact same answers." Wow. They're like, "Fuck you!" They're not. That's wild. One answer was different. And you know, and I think part of it was circumstantial. Hmm. I was reacting to obviously a personality test when you're taking it in an office environment is going to be reflective of the office, you know. But still, man. Um, but when you read it, when you read the results, did you did, did you say to yourself, "Yes, that is me. They totally got who I am." Or was Absolutely. I I said that is me and I felt shame because I you know, I don't want to be manipulative. Um there are other ways for me to get my way. You know? Yeah. Um, ultimately, I think that what what that whole experience taught me is if if getting my way was so important, you know, how do I make that more of a priority in what I do, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I think it was accurate. I don't That's know. It. Some of those, those tests, those tests are like uh, horoscopes sometimes, you know, and yeah. Matt, I have to, I have to right. stop you right here. Uh, we have a, 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 for me, a surprise, uh, but a very nice uh guest in the chat room your mother oh yeah, yeah. she uh texted me <laughs> yeah. and said what the hell are you eating matthew <laughs> i said oh i was i was eating almonds uh yeah and i apparently also my my godmother my dear aunt tina is watching from charleston south carolina oh. and oh. she has hi aunt tina she's been sober like shit i, I want to say since Definitely since the 80s. She may have close to 40 years. Whoa. Since Reagan? The Reagan time? Yeah. Reagan That's recovery? That was she America's is, uh, she's, That's awesome. She's a, the, the ultimate font of wisdom. Uh, Aunt Tina. So um, I'm super embarrassed that she's seeing you know, me fumble through like, oh, sober is like this. Uh, you know, but... Um, what well, she, she's That's getting a, a hero's welcome in the chat room. Um, <laughs> uh, um, 
So, it, it, well, here's what, you know what you should be more, more embarrassed about? You got to get your fucking Wi-Fi fixed, dude. You're, you're, you're pixelated. You've been pixelated to hell this whole time. Yeah. Really? Yeah, your, vo- your, your audio's that. coming through great. But, uh, huh. yeah. Last it's, week it was great, uh, but right it's now it's... actually my... It's, it's my laptop. Oh. Because I, last week I have was great. Virtually no, I have virtually no memory left on uh, my laptop. Um, Interesting. Clean that? We... we, we uh, yeah, we're spent so much on my Wi-Fi that I get enraged every time anyone criticizes oh, it. Oh, sorry. Because it's like okay, well, don't. the super... No, no, it's one of those things where it's like... My Wi-Fi! I let, <laughs> I let myself get upsold. Yeah. Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, let, I bought the most expensive, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and you're sure it's the fastest? You're like, well, it's, unless you get this one. Like, right. I want that one. <laughs> I have a laptop. I'll a try it next week. sewage pipe of, of shit going right into your house of Wi-Fi. I'm like, look at this! I got a thing called what's it called? Oh, clear, clear, clean my Mac um, for my desk, my desktop, which is my old desktop, and it cleaned it, cleaned up all. The, it takes it. I don't know how much it was. It wasn't a lot, but um, because that's I remember I was having trouble because that's I started doing yeah. it on this as opposed to my newer laptop because I wanted to do it on the desktop. Anyway, check it out. Clean my Mac. It's you know not a sponsor. I will, but whatever. And it, it's done wonders. It's everything's been better since I did that. Now, it's a fourth, fifth, and fifth step for your Mac. Yes. Oh, there you go. So, okay. So now we're at the end. And the, the deal that we said at the beginning of this is we're going to figure out an episode-specific hashtag, yep. announce it at the end. After this show and for the for – let's say for – how about we, we pull it before the next show and then we announce it on the next show. I love it. So love that it. you have everybody that listens okay. over the course okay. everybody that listens over the course of the week has a chance to respond, right? And yep. then we we pull one, we select one at mm-hmm. random. All right. So what you're mm-hmm. gonna do is you're going to tweet at do we know what your I know what the hashtag of the episode should be. Can I throw out my suggestion? Well, hold on. I want to know what your I want to know what your Twitter handle is first. Okay. And I, 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 te- I texted my wife. My wife. She fucking didn't get back to me, which means she's not on her phone upstairs. I, I can figure it out. Hold on. It's not hard. I just I thought you might know no. off the top of your head. Honestly, I'm the I'm worst. I'm just going to go to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Twitter. I do not get on Twitter. I, everything I hear about Twitter is bad. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need it in my life. It's better than Facebook. I'll give you. I'll tell you uh, that. Oh, it, oh, it is. is. Okay. Yeah. It is. I try to avoid most of those. There's a lot of... Uh, that's where I get all my... All your hate or all your all my goodness. political insight. Okay, you are well being underscore brew, and I will add this to this visual yeah. of this episode. But it's well being underscore brew on Twitter. Yep. And what you're going brew. to do if you want to get a chance to win a six pack of uh, a brew that Jeff will decide at some point. I'm not going to get into yep. that right now. Is you're yep. going to tweet with what the hashtag Jeff's going to tell you to well being underscore brew. Okay. And the hashtag is a episode-specific hashtag right. tonight, selected by our uh, lovely assistant, who you do not see. She's off camera, but it's Mad at Missionary. Hashtag Mad at Missionary, specific to this show. Okay, and I'll put that on. You I'll heard Chris say he was mad wow. at Missionary, but that's... Don't get mad at the religion. Get mad at the missionary. Okay. 
Okay. Are, are we sure hashtag, that hashtag is not going to uh, take uh, us in a nefarious direction, Jeff? It could. It uh, could. And that's what I was thinking. Oh, I like, see what you're saying. If people oh. see that ta- hashtag there, are they going to be like, what, is it, what does that even Rough. mean? Porn? Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, what, what's happened is I added the hashtag to the end of the scroll. So if you need to okay. figure it out, you'll need to, and you forget it, the hashtag's at the end of the scroll of this episode. Um, and then they tag you, since right now, this show. Hashtag since right now, hashtag mad at missionary, and tweet that at wellbeing underscore brew. Yeah, and you're in. You're and in for we'll, a sixty. And then before next a episode, 60. and we'll draw one of those tweets, and Jeff's gonna yep. send you beer. I'm gonna get your address, and I'm gonna uh, privately non alcoholic. I'm gonna send you beer. Yeah, some non alcoholic. Yep. Good lord, beer. that was a long. But I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna send you a little bit of non alcoholic stuff. I got a lot of oh, little fun things to try. So. Look at that. Uh, yeah. It, maybe sense. it'll uh, it'll evolve over time into a uh, since right now gift basket, and yes. uh, you know, I'll I'll write uh, I'll write a customized uh, sonnet about you on a post-it note, and uh, Chris will uh, craft a logo okay. for your. Nope. Okay. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on one second. I'm going to up that I like because that. I have a bunch, and by a bunch I mean probably thirty of varying sizes original designs of ha- of the since right now tees that I never sold um, they're like I think they're like three different designs maybe two no th- I think I have three different original designs and we'll uh, yep. it might be a you get the size you get kind of situation sure. um, but uh, we'll throw like that. one of those in until they're gone I, I wear they, mine. Uh, I have two of them, and I wear them all the time. Okay. I have uh, I have several, and I will say my mother, uh, Carmel, she uh, uses a XL as pajamas. So you know what? You're versatile is what I'm saying. There you go. You get what you get. Um, you get oh, switch, don't get upset. All right. So here's the thing. First of all, it's people think that somehow this is a contest where we take requests. We don't. <laughs> That's not what's happening, people. Calm down. People are like, I want this. I want that. Um, however, uh, Kimberly would like a personalized sonnet. So um, that may, Ooh. we may have to, you may have to come come, come correct on that one, Matt. Um, I'll check uh, with the muse and, uh, you know, music and spheres and get back to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think that's it. Okay. Uh, that's exciting. So if that's unclear, uh, it's all recorded. Listen to the episode again. Figure it out. Yep. <laughs> all right. Okay. And we want you to take a picture with your gift basket and then send it to us after you get it. It'll yeah. be exciting. So uh, hashtags uh, on the crawl at the bottom of the video of this episode. Uh, I'm, I'm doing as good as I can to have it up, uh, both podcasts and the video on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual podcast spots uh, by the end of Sunday. Sometimes it's a little bit later, but I got a real job. Bye. Bye. Another clean and simple.
Silver Intervention.